0: What you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh.
1: Welcome back to My Dad Watches The Bachelor. I'm Meredith and I'm here with my co-host, my dad.
0: Good morning, Meredith. How are you today?
1: I'm doing well. How are you?
0: I'm doing good. Doing good.
1: I think we had a pretty good episode of The Bachelor last night. You know, a lot happened... We sent home most of the mean girls. You know, it's time to move on to bigger and better things.
0: Well, I was I was a little angry at the end of the episode last night because one of my favorites, Katie, is no longer with us.
1: Yes, that was quite unfortunate. We're going to get into Katie's exit. Um, but, you know, at least she did get to meet Tyler Cameron on her way out. So, you know, there's some highs, there's some lows, but that... That's definitely got to be a high.
0: Okay. I mean, I, you've mentioned Tyler Cameron before, and I guess he's been a contestant on The Bachelor before?
1: Yes. He was on Hannah Brown's season of The Bachelorette. She was Hannah was The Bachelorette before the Clarentasia season, and Tyler came in second place. He uh, tried to propose to Hannah and uh, got stiff-armed there.
0: He sort of seemed like uh, kind of a meathead to me. I don't know. He didn't he didn't exactly blow me away.
1: Well, you know, we didn't get to see that much of him. Well, you know, we got to see a lot of him, but not a lot of him, if you know what I'm saying. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you're, you're saying that uh, you're, you're you're pro take off your shirt, get a massage uh, situation here.
1: I, I was wondering if, you know, he was going to wear underwear during his massage because some people don't. But I guess he, we have to keep it. PG 13 for cable television, unfortunately.
0: Well, that CGI stuff can work magic, so who knows? But anyway, um, <laughs> what sort of highlights uh, did you have uh, from last night's show? Well, I'll start from the top
1: Matt sending home the last of the Mean Girl Squad, aka MJ. She was scary. I, I would not want to uh, be Jessenia going up against her. She was a very aggressive girl. And, you know, we were watching this whole thing unfold. And I kept thinking to myself, you know, at least Victoria was funny. Like, MJ is not funny. She's just pretty cruel. And I don't like watching her. So I'm glad that Matt made the right decision and sent her home.
0: Well, I I and, and I and I wrote down again, you know maybe maybe we should have a weekly fatal attraction award because I can see MJ coming back and trying to to inflict bodily harm on people so uh, I, you know I hope they've got the gate people on alert there uh, to not let her back in
1: well the gate people seem very willing to let people in
0: no they stopped people at the gate and you know and, and called the grand Poobah, Chris Harrison uh, to see what's going on there
1: so that we would just sacrifice Chris Harrison to uh, MJ coming back to kill people?
0: Perhaps. I'm. I, that would be sad because, you know, I'm, I'm starting to enjoy Chris Harrison a bit, so I, I'm not sure I want to sacrifice him. But, you mm-hmm. know, what about one of those bartenders or referees from one of the games that uh, we, we played before? Who knows?
1: Yeah. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. I also enjoyed Piper's one-on-one date. Um, she seems like a very nice girl and... I'm a big fan of carnivals and state fairs, and so getting to have a private one just seemed really up my alley. You know, I can never win those carnival games, and there was no one regulating them, so you can just win all of them and take all of the prizes, which I think would work well for me. And I always like the private concerts that happen, especially when we get, like, a nice acoustic, not-so-well-known country band. I looked up their name. I don't know if I'll pronounce this right. Temecula Road, something like that. They it was, it was a nice song. It was it was a cute. Well,
0: I I I had the I'm going to call them Temecula Road. But okay. I don't know if that's right either. But uh, I I enjoyed their little song as well. Uh, and I was just thinking, I would think it would be a really good. Career gig to be playing on The Bachelor because people like you and, and I would look them up and listen to some of their music. Uh, and I, I did think that the uh, Temecula Road appears to be a trio two young ladies and a young man. The man looked like he could use some fashion advice from Kit. I thought you know, his outfits <laughs> didn't seem to be working for me. Well, I don't know.
1: He some bad luck there. Then it, that it was Piper on the date and not Kit. That really it could have been like the afternoon portion of the date was styling the band, and then the evening portion was the private concert.
0: So, so I you know, I, I was, I was fine with the date. I thought it was pretty cool that they were walking through the woods and it's dark and a little scary, and then they turn the lights on and there's this cool looking carnival, but. I, I to me it was a little bit sad that it was just them there. It just, you know, I, you know, I guess that's it's just sort of a COVID kind of thing. Uh, you know, it, it sort of felt like a, a Duke Carolina basketball game with no fans in the stand. It's still it's still good, but it's not the same. You know, so it made me a little bit sad.
1: Is it still good when neither teams are ranked?
0: We're we're still receiving votes. We're on the cusp of ranking, and and the Carolina Tar Heels did did beat Duke Saturday night before their players went and partied without mask and had to shut down their team yesterday. That's that's for a different podcast.
1: <laughs> well, you know, I think that it was. it didn't seem sad to me that they were the only ones. Like I thought it was kind of cute. But like something – I think mom said this to me when I was young. Like something about those fairs and carnivals that can just like – travel and build up the rides and tear them down so quickly like kind of scares me for some of those rides where like you go upside down and like the ones that spin you in circles and make you look like you want to puke like i don't know if i would have wanted to do that with the guy i'm dating like i don't think that would have been a good look for me and there's always a part of me that thinks that like a screw is gonna come loose and this whole thing is going to fall apart
0: well that's what i call good parenting. Uh, so so uh, I, I think it's probably a little bit safer when they're doing it <clears throat> on a TV show with all those people around. But as a general rule, yes, I, we, we urge you and our listeners to not spend too much time on the dangerous uh, carnival fair type rides that uh, are going to be out of town next week and you'll never find them again.
1: Yeah. Meredith Law is to uh, stick to the fair food, not the fair rides.
0: I'm not sure that's a great law but uh it's it's probably in moderation I guess.
1: <laughs> okay. I have two more highs but let's hear some of yours.
0: So, uh, you know, I I I I enjoyed a little bit of the MJ, you know, in her in her fury, you know, when she was talking to the camera, you know, I guess uh, preparing for the showdown with Jocenio where she was saying, "I've got to fluff my hair and I think she said she had a weak bitch moment and, uh, and then she came back into, into, I guess, strong bitch. I don't know. <laughs> so I, I was chuckling about that. Um, you know, I, I always, yeah, you know, I, i I was pleasantly surprised. I figured Matt would not know what to do. And, and to his credit, he seems to have sniffed out the mean girls and made the right decisions when he's, he's been in those situations. So, um, you know, you know. Kudos to Matt, the investigator. Yeah,
1: he doesn't seem like the t- sharpest tool in the shed, but he somehow is a good judge of character. You know, it makes me question whether or not maybe some producers are whispering in his ear. Because I was kind of impressed that he went three for three on getting yeah, how yeah, I, girls. I,
0: I was, I was wondering that as well. as someone giving him a little bit of help there? Uh, but he, for however he's doing it, he seems to be figuring it out. I, I like the bowling date. I like the oh. you know the beer and, and the wings and the fact that the ladies were smashed them into the gutters. You know I know you're you're more like you like the gutter guard situation <laughs> when you go bowling. But uh, I I just seemed more relaxed until they got into their silly competition. But anyway, I sort of like that.
1: I I put as a high that I was impressed that lots of the women could bowl pretty well without the bumpers because I I have bowled without the bumpers and my score has been pretty much a straight line all the way across gutter 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 so the i would have been on the losing team i think unless it was wee bowling because i'm pretty good at wee bowling
0: is that still a thing wee bowling
1: I, I don't know i think we still have a wee in in your home
0: i think you're really dating yourself
1: <laughs> well i am uh i round up to 30 now so i'm getting old um, but I, I was not impressed with a bowling date in general. Like, are we running out of ideas here? Like this is.
0: Well, it just seemed, it seemed normal. You know, it, it's a normal date, you know, a little beer, a little, some, some snack foods, you know, chilling out. It seemed like it seemed very normal. I guess that's why I like it. But
1: the bachelor is not synonymous with normal.
0: I know, but I, I like normal. Now, that's perhaps why I have issues with The Bachelor.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, my last high is our Lord and Savior, Tyler Cameron, is back on our TV screens and he's in his underwear. Um I I like I love Tyler, big fan. Um and I enjoyed watching him get pranked by Katie and Matt on their date. Um, But I will say, like, if I were Katie, I would have probably gotten sent home too, just because I would be drooling all over Matt's best friend, like trying to flirt with him, trying to get with him like Matt, who, you know, I think Katie should have upon her exit in her black SUV, uh, tapped her driver on the shoulder and said, please take me to Tyler Cameron's room. Thank you.
0: Well, who who knows that um, masseuse that was working on um, Tyler Cameron might already be there? Who knows?
1: Well, I think Katie is better than her.
0: Well, I, I I also enjoyed the pranking date, and it it seemed like they were having fun. They seemed to be laughing, getting along very well. So uh, uh, that that just brings me to the low light.
1: Uh oh, what's the low light?
0: Of Katie being sent home by stupid Matt James, you know, and, and, uh, if you're going to introduce a girl to one of your best friends and they seem to be getting along well, they seem to be having a great evening. I just don't see how, why he would have sent her home. And, you know, after sleeping on it and tossing and turning all night, thinking about it, you know, it, it just seems to me that, um, Katie and Matt really have had very little interaction since the first night when Katie made her grand entrance with her friend, the vibrator and, uh, and, you know, things have just moved on and she wasn't really on the train. And, and I, I guess I get that, but I think Matt has made a bad, bad decision there.
1: I think that Matt and Katie are in the friend zone. I don't. I don't see that spark between them. Like he, Matt just seemed like he was in, He liked hanging out with Katie, had a good time with her, had a lot of fun. But like there wasn't that romantic spark there. And to be like, maybe you know, if we have eleven girls left, I don't think we necessarily need to be sending home our friends. I think we could keep our our friends around for a little bit longer, but. That's just me. You know, I think we have some girls here that aren't our friends and we don't have sparks with like uh, Serena P and jessenia like those types of girls, I think, should be heading out the door before Katie is.
0: Well, isn't Serena P the one that he did have a one on one date with? I thought they—they seem—they seem to have. A, I thought they seem to have a, a pretty good spark. Is Serena's seed the one uh, that the ones that seems to be ready to pick a fight with about anybody at this point in time? Was going at it with Katie and his his. Uh, yes, that's what I'm with,
1: talking about.
0: Yeah, ready to go at it with the the new blonde girl.
1: Another reason to get rid of her. We don't need two Serenas. It's confusing.
0: I, I agree. I agree with that.
1: Okay. Do you have any other lows?
0: Uh, so, so I guess my other low is I, I don't like the way Matt plays this whole, we're not having a cocktail party game, you know, all the, all the, all the ladies are getting dressed up and, you know, they all need their time to talk to Matt and, you know, and he has a a bump in the road here or there. And it's like, I'm canceling the cocktail party. I know what I want to do. And, and I just, uh, think that's uh, puts the ladies in a bad situation. I, 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 don't, I don't like the way he's playing that game.
1: In Matt's defense, that's a very common occurrence in the franchise that everyone's going to get all dressed up and Chris Harrison's going to be like, oh, the lead knows what they want to do. We're not going to have a cocktail party. So it, it's not just a Matt thing. But also, like, if you were in Matt's shoes and you knew who you wanted to send home, Why are you going to sit through a conversation with that person and, like, listen to them tell you about their, like, sad life story and try and make a connection with you when you already know you're going to cut it off? So, you know, it's putting these girls out of their misery.
0: Well, this is at least the second time this has happened this season?
1: I don't know. It seems very common.
0: And and, and Matt doesn't really give me the sense when he's handing out roses that he actually – knows what he's doing. So maybe he knows part of what he's doing. If I've got to give out 11 roses, maybe I know five of them or six of them, but I'm I'm not convinced that he actually knows what he's doing. So, um.
1: <laughs> This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative, a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story.
0: I, I think maybe the cocktail party could help him with that, but uh, yeah. With all that said, I'm I'm not a big let's hang out at a cocktail party for hours on end person myself. I'm just saying I I just felt bad for the poor ladies who were all uh, dolled up and 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 looking very pretty, and I'm sure spent a lot of time getting ready, and then uh, being let down by Matt James.
1: I did think it was interesting that serena c did go in on katie about like this is your fault that we the cocktail party was canceled because you're like the one telling him about all this drama but like no one's mad at Jasenia for having that like little two-on-one and like ratting out mj and taking matt's time like they're only mad at katie i, I thought that was interesting
0: I, I, You know, I, I'm getting the sense that Serena C is just looking for people to uh, put her anger to. So it, it it could easily be coming around to Yesenia. Mm,
1: fair. Okay. One of my lows. I already said I didn't like the bowling date, but I also didn't like the bowling date because it made Abigail so sad when she didn't win. You know, she had tears in her eyes because she wasn't going to get to go to the the cocktail party that night because her team lost and i just do not like seeing poor abigail sad we must protect her at all costs she is our group date queen she's too pure for this show and we cannot like we don't want to see her sad
0: i, I i'm i'm with you on that i i think i i think abigail is wonderful and and uh, don't want to see her sad but abigail and the losing team ended up getting to go to the the group date, you know, and what do you think about that? Is this turning into everybody's a winner? Everybody gets a trophy uh, situation here. Um, You know, isn't that what's wrong with our society? I think this
1: is different. You know, I think Matt is trying to find his wife. I put that in quotes, air quotes for those, you know, this is a podcast, so it's all audio, but I think it depends on who was on the losing team. I think that if the main people he wanted to talk to was on the losing team, he was going to invite them to come back to the cocktail party. But if it was a group of girls like the B squad, the, the JV girls, if you will, that uh, were lost the bowling date and Matt didn't care, then he would have let them go home and it would have been fine. I think it just depends on who's on what team.
0: Are there no rules anymore? what's What's going on here?
1: No, this is the Bachelor. There's no rules.
0: Okay. And, okay.
1: And then my last low is Heather Martin is is trying to meet Matt. Um, a little background. Heather was on Colton season of The Bachelor which was before Peter's season, so two years ago. Um, she's 25 years old, and her her shtick from Colton's season was that she had never been kissed before. So Colton was her first kiss. Um, I think she self-exited from that season before hometown dates because she just wasn't ready for Colton to meet her family. Um, Heather is best friends with Hannah Brown, who we've talked about a lot, you know, Tyler came from Hannah's season. Hannah is friends with Matt. And supposedly now Hannah is telling Heather that she and Matt would just make such a great couple. Um, Which seems a little odd to me because, you know, Hannah met Matt in April of 2020 when they quarantined together. And this did not air until – or start filming until October. So that is uh, six months that – Hannah is not giving Heather Matt's phone number and is waiting to yeah, make I'm, her go on the show.
0: Well, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. And, and, and it seemed rather strange that she shows up saying, Hey, I want to, I want to meet Matt James. You know, I need to meet Matt James. But then when she walks in to the room with Matt James, Matt looks under, looks at her and starts laughing and says, Heather, so, have they met before? Did they know each other to some degree? I'm confused.
1: I don't think they've met, but I think Matt knows who she is because of Hannah. But I, I just like the logistics of it. I'm not buying into what the Bachelor is selling me right now. I'm confused about how this. This must have been planned beforehand because Heather lives in California. She's not just going to fly out to pennsylvania and rent a minivan which we need to come back to and drive to Nima colon and be like oh hey maybe i could uh quarantine for a few days and meet the lead of this show that you're producing like it's just i i know what's going on
0: I, I just Does any former Bachelor contestant have the right to show up at, at some point and say, hey, uh, count me in. I'd like to meet the, the Bachelor.
1: We have had former contestants come on to the show, but they've either come on like night one or episode two or three. You know, we're on episode six. You know, it's too late for this. We have 10 girls left, like too little, too late, Heather. She needs to move on. To bigger and better things. I'm sure Hannah Brown knows uh, plenty of other men that she can meet. And why the heck do they keep making her drive this minivan around? That's embarrassing.
0: Maybe it was the only thing available at the uh, the Hertz uh, rental lot. Who knows? Okay,
1: but the the producers have an infinite amount of black SUVs at their disposal, and they keep making this girl drive around a freaking white minivan.
0: These are these are the important questions that we do need answered. So i I hope you'll I hope you'll do the research between now and the next uh, uh, podcast. To, to you know, you're probably really making our listeners crazy with uh, all these rhetorical questions you're throwing out. You know
1: there. what? I think that people my age are also concerned about the minivan. Okay. Okay. All right. Do you have any other lows? Uh,
0: you know, I, you know the whole Serena attacking Katie thing uh it was pretty ugly. You know, I liked when Katie said I can't reason with crazy. Um yeah, so yeah, Serena seems to be pretty much of a low right now. Serena C. I I want to be clear on that. Uh but other than that I think uh you've touched on it.
1: Okay. Well since we're talking about Serena, I'll just go into the wrong reasons. It's Serena, obviously. <laughs> um, you know, we get rid of all of the mean girls, and Serena just feels the need to step into those shoes because, you know, maybe she's getting bored. I don't know. Attacking Katie for no reason. And I think it's because Serena's insecure about her relationship with Matt. Like, it just, it really doesn't make sense. And it, it, like, it made me sad when Katie got sent home, but it made me angry seeing, like, Serena's face once the luggage monkey came to take Katie's bag away. Like, Serena just seemed so happy about it. And it's just like, that's just such a bitchy thing to do. Like, I Don't be happy when people get sent home like that.
0: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. And, and um, I think she's certainly deserving of the wrong reason. And, uh, you know, I, I had a few other candidates for wrong reason this week. I, I, you know, MJ would be an easy one. Um, I, you know, Ryan who was just like freaking out because there wasn't a rose ceremony and, and she just felt a little unstable and seemed to be seeing some connection between her and Matt that seemed non-existent. Uh, but, the, to me, the the real wrong reason was our friend Heather Martin, who, as we've already discussed, just sort of shows up and she thinks that Matt can be her husband. And, you know, I'm just sort of wondering some of the same questions as you of, of you know, why why now if, if your friend really thought that uh, you should meet Matt, I would think there would have been opportunities and it just uh, – felt so orchestrated that uh, I I didn't like it and I was getting a little tired of her little quarantine videos. So anyway, I was putting as wrong reason uh, our friend and newcomer, Heather Martin.
1: Well, you know, Heather is kind of screwed either way because Matt is really not into blondes. We do not have a single blonde left on this season. I mean, if we're counting Heather, she would be the only one. But Matt was very quick to get rid of the blondes. So I don't think he's going to be into her. Well,
0: no. and, and it looks like uh, the mean girls are back. If, uh, if we uh, take into account the preview for next week, because it looks like uh, Heather Martin is going into a very quick tailspin of uh, they're being so mean to me.
1: Yeah. It, it doesn't look like it's going to be pretty next week. So yeah. right reason. I'm hoping we agree on this one. I think it's Katie. Um, Katie is a super mature woman, and she knows what she wants out of a partner, but she still likes to be goofy and playful, and I think she just really knows who she is as a person, and she knows what she wants, and I think that she can do a lot better than Matt. I think she has way too much personality for Matt, who is like a wet blanket.
0: Well, I think Katie is a great choice, and I think Katie and Abigail have struck me as the two women on this show that um, have elevated themselves above the rest, um, but for, for me, for the right reason, I, I went a little bit off the board, and my right reason for Matt is Tyler Cameron, Ooh. Because it just strikes me that Matt is much more ready for for bro love than for marriage. And, you know, he, he just seems much more comfortable hanging with Tyler. Uh, to, to me, seems sort of like a meathead, but whatever. And, and Tyler asked Matt the question of, do you really see yourself getting down on one knee at the end of this thing? And, and Matt says, yes. And Tyler Cameron seems surprised by that to me. I thought he seemed a little bit surprised by that. So I still contend that Matt is not really ready to get married, would much prefer to be hanging out with the bros. And for that reason, I think that Tyler Cameron is the right reason.
1: Oh, wow. Well, that kind of takes me into my MVP of the episode, which I'm giving to Tyler Cameron, because I think that um, Matt and Tyler's little one-on-one date is the happiest we've seen Matt all season. Agreed. (laughs) You know, he Tyler had some good advice to give to his buddy about staying open throughout the process. But I do agree that um, Tyler seemed a little surprised by uh, Matt saying he was planning on proposing at the end of this. So, uh, Tyler, anytime Tyler's on my screen, I'm gonna give him my MVP, especially when he's gonna be standing around in his underwear.
0: So, so just uh, a, a dad asking his. 25 year old daughter. I mean, is the, is, is your affinity with Tyler Cameron just the fact that he's a hunky guy or is there more to him than that?
1: Um, On Hannah's season, he, he, he treated her very well. He was, he's not he wasn't as much of a meathead as you're really making him out to be. He's a nice guy.
0: Okay. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm open. I'm, I'm just, you know, I've only seen him for five minutes. So, uh, so um, good good to get your take on it.
1: So and oh go ahead.
0: I was going to say you know as 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 you know our 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 listeners can uh send us questions at mydadwatchesthebachelor at mydadwatchesthebachelor@gmail.com or through our Instagram page and somebody sent me a question this week is who is reality steve and should i care?
1: Um reality steve is a a man that spoils The Bachelor. You know, you can follow him on Twitter. He knows who wins each season. He knows who the new leads are going to be before it's announced. Um, He has, like, episode-by-episode breakdowns of who's going home, who gets dates. Um, I think you should definitely care, but if you don't want to be spoiled, I would avoid it. So you and I are avoiding it because we don't want to know what goes on. But I... When I was not podcasting, I was definitely interested in Reality Steve.
0: Okay. So there is a real person, Reality Steve.
1: Yes, there's a real person. I think uh, ABC has tried to sue him many a times unsuccessfully for spoiling the seasons, but he has a lot of info.
0: Okay. Well, there you go out there. So uh, hit us up with any other questions. We'll do our best to answer them.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. So before you wrap us up with some fatherly advice, um, we we made our, our final four picks at the beginning of the season, and we both have one person left, which is Brie. So I think that means that we have officially tied.
0: I'll, I'll accept that.
1: But what we did not tie at is our Super Bowl picks because you took a big L there by picking the Chiefs and – I feel like you know you've you've lived quite a long life. You're like fifty something years old, and yet you still bet against Tom Brady. And I think that is incredibly stupid.
0: Well, you know, I I, I appreciate your uh, critique of my gambling, and uh, you know, and and with that said, hey, you know, hats off to Tom Brady and Gronk and and Tampa. They they kick Kansas City's butt. I put too much stock in young uh, Patrick Mahomes, who I thought did everything he could. I didn't think he got a lot of help. I thought the Tampa Bay defense played great, but um, you know, Hey, Tom Brady has all my respect. Uh, and, and I always, I, I enjoy Gronk, as you know. So uh, uh, congratulations to you who, who, You used to claim to be a New England Patriots fan, but apparently you're just really a Tom Brady fan.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm, yeah, I think it's been known that I'm a Tom Brady fan. I've already bought my uh, Tom Brady Super Bowl merch. So I'm, I'm ready. This has been a great season for me personally. And I think it's just pretty great that statistically it's more likely for Tom Brady to win a Super Bowl than it is for Steph Curry to make a three point shot. So uh, Tom Brady is the GOAT.
0: Tom Brady is the goat when it comes to uh, quarterbacking. So yes, I, I I saw something on Twitter where someone was claiming that he's the greatest athlete of all time, and you know I'm not sure how athletic Tom Brady is, but he he is the greatest quarterback of all time. Yes. So anyway, can I share some fatherly advice with you? Please do. Okay. So two things this time. Number one, yeah the the date that uh, Matt had with Piper. She was talking about her family and how they don't talk about love. And and just want to say it's okay to express your feelings. Uh, It's okay to tell your kids. This is more advice for the parents. Tell your kids that you love them and that you're proud of them. So, Meredith, I'm proud of you. I love you, even if you have this infatuation with this silly show. (laughs) And if your brother is listening, which I doubt that he is, but I love you, too, and I'm very proud of you as well. So anyway, it's okay to express those feelings. Uh, So I share that. And, And the other piece of advice I'll share is you really want to find somebody out there that you can laugh with. You know, laughing goes a long way to having a strong relationship and enjoying yourself. If you can prank together, you can stay together. You made a mistake, Matt James, in sending Katie home. It's okay to laugh. It's okay to laugh at yourself. Uh, Use that as one of the foundations of your relationship. So take that.
1: I think that's some some good advice.
0: That's why I'm here.
1: (laughs) Yeah, sometimes it's a little questionable, but today, two thumbs up. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Well, join us next time as we discuss more of Matt's season from the right perspective and my dad's.